Well, hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. Jacob, what do we do here? Well, what we do is we look at that week's sermon uh, that Pastor Lee preaches, and uh, we just simply dig a little bit deeper. Uh, the, the whole purpose of the podcast is to dig deeper into God's Word so we can dig it a little deeper into our hearts uh, and apply it to ourselves. Okay, good. Jacob didn't know I was going to have him do that, so I just wanted to see, does Jacob know what we do here? Just keep me on my toes. Yeah, just keep you on your toes. Next time, I'm going to have Judah do it. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. We are glad that y'all are here. If you don't know who I am, my name is Chris Brown. I'm the associate pastor here. My name is Jacob Belding. I'm the outreach minister here. And I'm Judah, the guy in the chair. Make sure to like and subscribe. He remembered this time. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... This week, Pastor Lee preached on giving. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a uh, um, meme or something that I've seen on the internet where it's, uh, you know, hey, you finally convince your friend to come with you to church. <laughs> and it's the Sunday that Pastor's preaching on yeah. tithing and giving. And it's like, he doesn't normally do this. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. We don't use the word so a seed of blessing. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> this is the first time he's used it. Uh, so Lee is going full prosperity now, right? Because a few weeks ago he preached on favor of God. Now he's preaching on giving. Right. Um, no, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. Uh, no, um, this is our decade, or what, what's the word? Not yearly, but decadely <laughs> giving sermon. Uh, you know, and as he mentioned, uh, we don't preach it to berate people. We preach it. Why? Because the Bible talks about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's more than just giving your money. It's, uh, it has to do with your relationship to God and your relationship to others. And so it's for sure worthwhile. We preach what's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, Second Timothy, is it Second Timothy 3.16? Yep. All Scripture it's is... breathed out. Yep. By God. Uh, yep. And useful for teaching, all that different stuff. So we get to talk about giving. Um, I Are you a numbers guy? Like a financial numbers guy? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. But normally numbers, I don't do numbers. Yeah. Like we were talking right before we started and, you know, uh, said, you know, whenever I first came to church, I didn't understand. I didn't realize there was going to be math involved. Like, you know, 10% of this and whatever. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, there's numbers and there's math. And, yeah. you know, we have calculators on our phones we walk around with now, but like math, like, yeah, I don't like math. You know, that just made me think. So, you know how, like, the tipping thing is getting out of control? Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> so, we don't even pass an offertory plate, but do you think that it's going to get to a point that the churches that do pass an offertory plate have, like, a, yeah, have like an iPad, <laughs> you swipe the card, and then it pops up? Would you like to give 10%, 15%? Or, uh, well, that's, what, that's what irritates me about those. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's one place in particular that I, I really like going to. But uh, every single time, it's the first thing they ask is, oh, would you like to use your app? I'm like, no, no more room on my phone for all y'all's apps. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, you go to pay, and then they hand you the card reader, right? You put the card in, and then they're like, oh, and it's going to ask you a question. Like, <laughs> it's super awkward. Yeah, but, like, we all know what the question yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a couple yeah. of prompts on there for you. Okay, yeah. there's one. But um, whenever you, you go to read it, it's, okay, here's your options, 10%. 15%, 20%, 25%, like that, and then other. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just kind of like, oh, I just want to get through this because this is awkward and I'm uncomfortable, I just want my food, 
And then it's like, what's the first thing that you click, right? Oh, 10%. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit manipulative. Yeah. And no, I, no shame at all, hit no. Oh, I do the same thing. All the time, man. Uh, unless it's like an actual service industry. Right. Um, so like if I go out to eat at a restaurant and I'm a waiter, of course I tip. Mm. Um, but if it's like, so if I go to Starbucks or a coffee shop, which I order black coffee, like there is no prep involved. There is them turning around, <laughs> filling it up and handing it to me. Yeah. No tip, right? There, yeah. was, there was no service involved there. Okay. Now, if I ordered like a really like fruity drink and they had to like really go out of their way to do it, maybe. Um, but no, no, uh, no guilt at all. No feeling bad. No. Oh, yeah. And the, the place I go, it's a sandwich place. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the sandwiches are really good, but, God, they're expensive. It's like 10 bucks for just the sandwich, just mm-hmm. about. And like I said, it's really good, but it's like, y'all are getting plenty for this. Like, it's just <laughs> bread and meat and cheese well, and some veggies. I mean, Okay, so the, the sermon has nothing to do with tipping, <laughs> yeah. but now we're on it. Now we're on um, <laughs> Me and Randy went to Texas Roadhouse uh, the other night. Nice. And uh, they have the little... Did y'all go to Lake Worth? The Lake, the Lake Worth. Is it Worth nice? It is nice. Oh. I mean, it looks like a Texas Roadhouse. Okay, yeah. But, like, everything looks new. It's new, yeah. Uh, and so they have the little, like, kiosk things that sit at your mm-hmm. your thing, which I like because you can just pay. And yeah. you don't have to, you know, mess around with cards and sending off and whatnot. But it brought up the tip screen. Um, and the first option was 15%, mm-hmm. 20%. 25% or other. And I'm like, back in the day, 10% was good. Yeah. Like, you do a good job, you get 10%. Now, I feel bad. Like, I, I picked 15%, and I felt bad <laughs> for picking 15% because I'm like, oh, this is low. Uh, but I'm like, back in the day, 10% was good. Mm-hmm. When did this shift happen? <laughs> so, me and Sam went on a date yeah. uh, recently, the past couple of months. We went to Olive Garden. Uh, over in uh, Waxahachie or Midlothian, somewhere in there. <clears throat> and uh, I, the waitress wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, eh, you know, uh, so I, I I didn't tip her much uh, because. She, <laughs> like on the tip line, you wrote, refill drinks faster. Like, that's do, my tip for you. Like, do better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my tip. No, no, like I tipped. <laughs> but yeah, she, uh, she didn't appreciate how little that I tipped. Oh, she like my, she's my, no, my wife. Oh, your wife uh, yeah, didn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, we left before the mm-hmm. uh, waitress. I mean, we weren't like running away. The waitress anything, probably made a TikTok about it. Yeah, uh, more than <laughs> like I can't believe it. It was only three dollars yeah. or whatever, which is close to ten percent. Yeah. You know, uh, anyway, what we spent, and uh, but that was remember that was like the point of tipping too is like yeah. tip for good service, mm-hmm. right? And. Um, if it's really, really bad service, you don't leave no tip, you leave a penny, because that's more insulting. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, my grandpa taught me that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just generational. Your family's bad at tipping. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, like he would tip, uh, but uh, anytime it was... So I think there was one time we were at uh, breakfast at a cafe in Weatherford, and there was this this table next to us. It wasn't us, right? It was the table next to us. They were mad about something and mm-hmm. whatever, and... So they're they're being you know mouthy with the with the waitress and and so um, they get up and leave after they pay and they left no tip right and so he's like hey here's a penny here go put that on that table let's see what happens so we, <laughs> we're trolling a little bit that's funny uh, yeah well, okay well Judah are you a tipper do you tip well I do actually you do yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of just you see that button and you have to press it. 
<laughs> so, the twenty five percent button. <laughs> high, yeah, high score. I try to go for the high the score. High score. <laughs> so it's it's really for Gen Z. They've done studies and they know Gen Z will press the button. That's but, what it sounds like. Yeah, in our small sample size. Yeah, I think we've got it nailed down. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll release our uh, peer. I'll release the study. <laughs> you review it, and now it's a peer reviewed study. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> How does this have anything to do with the sermon? It doesn't, but here's my connection. The sermon today is all about, or, or when the Bible talks about uh, giving, it's out of a in, inward generosity and mm-hmm. cheerfulness and a, and a grace of God coming out of you. And the grace of God is not flowing out of us because we don't like to tip. So maybe we'll learn something today. Apparently, we have some growing to do. Apparently, we have some <laughs> spiritual maturing to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, you let us know before we get too deep. You let us know what do you think about tipping? Are you a tipper? Are you like? And I'm not saying like good service equals good tip. Like 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 we all agree on that. But like the stuff like um, I don't know. Like you get checked out at the grocery store and they want you to tip, right? Like. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm sure it's coming. Would you tip? Anyways, you let us know what you think. If you go to self-checkout, do you get a tip from the store, from like Walmart? Walmart tips you for self-checking <laughs> out and bagging you groceries. Would think. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the sermon. The The title of the sermon is The Joy of Giving. We're just now at the recap of the sermon. <laughs> like, don't get us started on tipping. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the, the title of the sermon is The Joy of Giving, and uh, it all focuses around this, this scenario that Paul was uh, talking to the Corinthian church about the Macedonian church and an issue or, or situation that they were in and how they uh, showed generosity uh, to Paul. And, and Paul is using this as a teaching moment to the Corinthians. And uh, the Second Corinthians 8, uh, chapter 8, is where the, the sermon is based out of. And Pastor Lee pulls out two points here. And one is that um, giving has an element of grace to it. Uh, he, he calls it the grace of giving. And two is that our giving is proportional to our means. So those are the two main takeaways is that giving has an element of grace to it and giving is proportional to our means. Any opening thoughts? I have a lot of opening thoughts. Or should we read the passage first and um, then or do you have Yeah, um, yeah, let's let's read the passage first. Let's read the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the Second Corinthians eight, one through seven. Yeah. Uh, which I just thought while he while he does this? Can you pull up that passage? And we're we're fancy now, and we have a way to like show y'all on the screen what we're looking at. So we're gonna have Judah pull up that passage. Yeah, Second Corinthians good. eight one through seven. Now the uh, do you have the NIV version? It may I be, do. Right maybe here. better yeah. this time to read NIV instead okay. of ESV. Uh, oh, is it, is the terms a little bit different? Yeah. 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 Okay. The, the wording's a little different, and it works better for NIV this time. I think. It's uh, All right, you got it pulled up. All right, yep. uh, NIV. All right, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 7 says this, And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity, which is an interesting statement on Mm -hmm. on itself, but let's keep going. Uh, 
Verse 3, For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in love to us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And there was another verse. Oh, I see. That comes a little bit later. Anyways, that, that, that kind of sets us up. All right. Any thoughts? Yeah. Um, lots of thoughts, uh, actually. So, uh, I like the... Uh, there at the very beginning of the of the passage, uh, in verses one and two, I like the the sort of play on words, the reversal mm-hmm. that's there. Um, that that was the first thing that that came to mind. It's uh, in verse two, right? Their their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed into a wealth of generosity mm-hmm. on their part. That's how the ESV says mm-hmm. anyway. So it's like okay, they are poor and yet. They're rich. They're, yeah. 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 They Almost like was, a beatitude kind yeah, of thing. Uh, yeah. It's very poetic. Um, one day I wish to be as poetic as Paul. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think uh, it's kind of, you know, where where is your, uh, what do you consider to be wealthy? You know, are, are you are you rich um, in, you know, in giving? Are you rich in, um, in the spirit? Are you rich in... Uh, the things of God, or are we content to be wealthy in material things? Mm-hmm. And, and um, yep. it's kind of an idea that comes out there, and yeah. uh, I liked it. I liked kind of the the reversal yeah. there. The- and just to kind of set the stage for y'all, in case uh, y'all didn't follow along, what what Paul is describing here is that the Macedonian church um, supported Paul in his ministry, right? Uh, yeah, the in, in financially speaking, uh, and yet the Macedonian church was in poverty, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so, even though they were in poverty, they still saw that as an opportunity to support them financially, mm-hmm. uh, and which is where you get that kind of play on words yeah. of even though they were poor, they're uh, they're rich, not in the sense of like financially, but rich uh, in generosity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so that was, I mean, that's really the first. Uh, the first one, and I mean they, uh, and even this is in the midst of a, a severe test of of affliction, mm-hmm. and and in that severe test of affliction, they have this abundance of joy, mm-hmm. <laughs> despite the fact that they are they're going through this affliction, despite the fact that they're poor, they still have this joy, right, and that overflows into this generosity, mm-hmm. which is really. Uh, really pretty cool uh, mm-hmm. to think about, and where these believers are. I mean, they really, you know, to say they they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, yeah. And so all of this, Paul is trying to communicate to the Corinthian church um, that there are all these kind of like hidden blessings within a generous heart. And I think what Paul's trying to get at to the Corinthians is. I want you to have these blessings too, mm-hmm. right? And I think it had much less to do, uh, as we're going to see, Paul wasn't being like a, I heard this term this week, Paul wasn't being a prosperity pimp, 
Right. right? He, he wasn't. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wasn't like uh, trying to like coerce people to give him money and saying like, if you sow a seed of blessing of a hundred bucks, then God's going to give you tenfold that. That's not what Paul was doing. Um, in fact, what we're going to see later is Paul didn't even really bring up the subject to the Corinthians. The Corinthians brought up the subject to him and then didn't follow through with it. Yeah. And so there's actually now a couple of things going on here. One, it's like, are, are you going to be you know, a man of your word? Um, are you going to have your yes be yes and your no be no? Uh, and then two, it's also revealing like uh, like there there might be something off on the generosity side of your mm. heart. And this is why uh, – so like me, I'm a cheapskate at heart. <laughs> are you all cheapskates? Um, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Depends yeah. what the bank account looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a cheapskate at heart by my wife. Man, she's like super generous. I always say that her heart's bigger than her wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so we're a very good balance because I'm like the realist of we can't do that. Like, like we, we don't have the money to do that. And she's like, here, take it all. And, um, and so she's kind of helped me, uh, you know, come a little bit more to the generous side of things uh, and to find, you know, those blessings in that. Uh, some of the most miserable people in the world are the ones like who are like tightly clenched yeah. onto their, not only their finances, but their time and their, yeah. their resources. Um, What's well, yeah. like uh, uh, in Matthew six, uh, Jesus talks about, um, you know, I mean, some sums it up with, Hey, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that he, he goes on to say is uh, the eye is the lamp of the body uh, you can't you basically don't have an evil eye towards your neighbor. Um, and in the context of the whole Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus is really getting at what whole person righteousness looks like. And so, you know, you can't look at your neighbor who's in need, who may need uh, help, for example, uh, on one hand and be stingy towards them, and then also be looking ahead uh, uh, at God, in God's direction towards God's kingdom. You can't be. You can't have this sort of double vision. Mm-hmm. Right? It's you just can't do it. Um, that's not how whole person righteousness works. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, even I mean, like like Pastor said on on Sunday, all over the place, Old Testament, New Testament. There's this theme of giving, right? mm-hmm. and there's a reason that he's uh, he preached on it. Yeah, it's important. Well, okay, you brought up the Old Testament. Let's <laughs> talk about it. because okay. there's a sector of people out there that say the tithe is no longer a thing. Right, like, like we don't do the tithe. We don't. Um, some might even argue there is no tithe. Right, not even in the Old Testament. That if you really looked in the Old Testament, you know, it's it's really not ten percent. It's really like twenty seven percent. You know, there's there's lots of nuance to that that we probably won't get into yeah. uh, because not only were they dealing with uh, giving your money to the the uh, tabernacle, mm-hmm. um, the the church, yeah. quote unquote. Um, but you also have the nation of Israel. So there were like more like taxes also on top of that. Yeah. All, all that kind of plays into to those different percentages that people come out to. Um, but if someone said to you, um, hey, new covenant, no tithe, I don't have to give, what, what would you say to that? Um, I think that reveals more about, uh, about the heart mm-hmm. than it does the theology of it. I mean, you know, Paul's pretty clear. Uh, Jesus is pretty clear. It's like, okay, what what really matters to you? Mm-hmm. You know, what what is it? And when we see it here with these churches of Macedonia, like, what really matters to them? Uh, is it that they're able to sort of save up as much as they can 
uh, even though they're living in, in because they're living in extreme poverty and kind of keep everything you know really tight fisted and and to themselves. Uh, is that really what's important to them? Like, no, for them, it's the the gospel, right? They're supporting mm-hmm. Paul as he's taking the gospel around, and so they've received that hope, the hope of the gospel, and they've accepted the gospel, and they want to see the gospel spread, right? And so they they find a way to be generous to help support Paul, um, and so I think uh, you know, uh, kind of getting away from like a, a number percentage, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, you know you can argue that if you want. Uh, or people can argue that if they want to. I think uh, I, I think it has more to do with like your motives, yeah. your heart motives. So you're saying the Macedonian church wasn't saying, "Hey, we're in the new covenant. We're not bound by the law anymore. I don't got to give you anything." No, I think it was out of the, <laughs> yeah. the generosity yeah. of their heart. Right? Yeah, and, uh, that would be like if you think about it that way, it's quite silly. Yeah, to think of it. And um, so, like, I think the people who say, "Oh, there's no tithe in the New Testament, therefore we don't have to tithe." They're almost having a, the flip side of a legalism mm-hmm. uh, coin because, like, they're. I think what they're trying to say is like it's legalistic to tithe, but they're also like being so by the book that they themselves are becoming legalistic in like the negative inference yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think so. So there's times in the New Testament. So so when it comes to like the law, like the Old Testament law, there's times in the New Testament that. It's like one of three things. They either reiterate it effectively, yeah. b- carrying it forward into mm-hmm. the new covenant. They, for lack of a better word, discredit it, or mm-hmm. not discredit, but what, what's a better uh, word? Correct. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, um, Is that or, not what you're looking for? Uh, more, more like do away with. So, so like the food ball. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah like, like they do away with. Um, so, so they explicitly say this no longer applies to us mm-hmm. anymore, uh, which means okay, we don't got to deal with it. And then there's ones that like they just don't mention at all. It's just like uh, neither in the positive nor in the negative. It's just not brought up. And so, what some will say is only the ones that they reaffirm in the New Testament carry over. So, if they discredit it, don't have to deal with it anymore. If they don't mention it again, they don't have to deal with it anymore, and they just assume uh, that's the case. And um, when it comes to, like, the specific tithe as, like, the 10%, they'll say, like, okay, because they don't reiterate it, therefore we don't got to deal with it. But then that's missing, like you said, all of these other passages that's getting into the motive of it. And I think mm-hmm. that's why Jesus in the New Testament doesn't reiterate the, spe- the specificity of mm-hmm. it in terms of, like, a percentage because they're trying to get away from the legalism of the tithe and more into the heart mm-hmm. of the tithe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, you want your outward action to match your inward motive, yeah. right? That's what we want. Again, it's that whole person righteousness that yeah. we want to live out. And so if, you know, if we're doing, uh, if we're giving just to, you know, eye roll and check the box, you know, and, and our motives aren't good, sometimes, and you know, maybe I should preface this by saying, you know, even if we're in any uh, anything else besides giving or tithing, all right? If if we know the right thing to do is is um, this over here, but we don't feel like it, like we still do that, mm-hmm. right? Even though well, it's uh, we're not feeling a, it. A spiritual discipline, yeah. Uh, discipline doesn't always feel good, right? Uh, right. But you do it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, giving can be the same way, mm-hmm. even right. Like uh, I know that this is something that I I ought to be doing. I know my heart should be in it. It's not. I'm going to go on and do it anyway, and just kind of put that out there. And then the hope is that the the heart and the motives follow. So mm-hmm. it's not an excuse, right? To um, for example, let's say, 
I don't, I'm tired of living with this person uh, <laughs> uh, and seeing them every day, maybe at work. Or My whatever. heart's not in it. My heart's not yeah. in it. Therefore, um, you know. It's I, a disservice to them to. Right. To even, so right, I'm, I'm going to love them, them well by just leaving. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a it definitely fun. It's a fun yeah. subject to talk about. It's giving. It's tough. Yeah. And, and people can get just really legalistic about it. I've had the question asked to me. Um, you know, do you tithe on the, the pre or the post tax, <laughs> right? And I, and I usually tell people, I was like, if you tithe at all, you're already way ahead of the curve of, of the average person. Yep. Um, but there's, again, like if, if you're getting that intricate into it, you might be starting to miss the point mm-hmm. here. The point isn't a, a specific percentage as much as it is like, like what's, what's going on in your heart yeah. in that. Yeah. And if you tithe on the, the pre-tax or the post-tax, as long as your heart is there, like I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever makes sense. Um, I think as uh, C.S. Lewis, when talking about this, uh, he said, you know, do, do we do the tithe? Do we not do the tithe? And as far as the new covenant goes, and, and I think he landed on um, there's no specific tithe in the new covenant in terms of like ten yeah. percent, but in terms of the heart, ten percent should be the base of it. And if anything, we shouldn't go lower than 10%, but above 10% uh, out of the generosity of our heart. Um, and so, so again, New Testament digs much more into the uh, the heart behind mm-hmm. it, much more than the percentage. Right. Of it. Yeah. Um, and just a, a note for anyone out there, we see um, uh, not necessarily the tithe, but the terms of like offering and first fruits and giving back to God all the way back to the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Like Cain and Abel. That was the issue with Cain and Abel was uh, the offering, the first fruits that we're bringing to God. Um, so we see it pre-law, we see it in the law, and then we see it post-law. Yep. So it tells us this isn't a an era <laughs> right. of, of Christianity uh, that we can do away with. It's been there from the very beginning. God has entrusted things to us. Do you now trust God? with that. And that's yeah. really what it gets back to. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Yep. Agreed. We haven't even gotten into the points here. <laughs> um, I guess we, we kind of touched a little bit into the points. Uh, but so bringing it back, um, Paul uh, gets into this aspect. So in, in talking about the Macedonian church having that, that heart of generosity, uh, supports Paul in his mission and Paul uses this term, grace of giving. Uh, So uh, in verse 7 of uh, chapter 8, he says, But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, in your love for us, see also, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And so this may be one of the only compliments that Paul gives the, (laughs) the Corinthian church. But he's like, you're doing so great in a lot of these other things, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in earnestness, in love. Excel in this too. Yeah. Like, like there's there's this grace of giving that you still need to to work on um, in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably tricky. I mean, not tricky. Tricky is not the right word. Um, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, what that what the context looked like mm-hmm. whenever the Corinthians pledged to help. Mm-hmm. Pledge Which, to by, the, by the way, let's, um, since you brought that up, we didn't read that verse. So yeah. this is verse 11. Mm-hmm. Um uh says, now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. 
Um, and so we see that there was a, a pledge yeah. there, and Paul's now challenging them. Meet that. Meet that pledge mm-hmm. that, that you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what that looked like. Uh-huh. Like whenever they were, they actually went ahead and, and pledged that. Um, and then uh, well, apparently some time had gone by, and they just, it's easy to not go on and, and follow through with Dude, what you've said that you're going to do. It's right? so easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Because your heart gets bigger than your wallet, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so there's been times in my life that, you know, God uh, leads me to do something, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, time gets away from you, money gets away from you, or, or whatnot, and and it's much harder to to meet, to, to allow, you know, as Lisa said, allow your walk to meet your talk mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what it looked like. Uh, Paul went through many struggles <laughs> in his life and many uh, trials, and so I don't know if they were just writing and Paul was telling them about his life, and they're like, hey, everyone's like, hey, we should probably help him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, Paul? We're going to send you $500. Yeah, or, um, right, whatever. 500 denarii. Denarii. Uh, yeah. uh, and then, you know, life goes on, and they're like, ah, you think you remember we said that? <laughs> Yeah, surely he forgot that out. Right? Yeah, maybe he doesn't need it. Yeah, who knows? Um, and but yeah, Paul's now as a good mentor. Yeah, again, it's not not only. I don't think it had much to do with the money uh, for Paul. Uh, we actually see in uh, Philippians, the Philippian church sent Paul a gift, and Paul actually was like, "I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why are you sending me gifts?" Uh, and so I think it didn't have as much to do with the actual. Uh, finances for Paul as much as it had to do with y'all aren't honoring your words and you're missing out on the blessings that come from generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Where they get to, and in that context, they would then get to take part in uh, spreading the gospel. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, uh, just to be clear, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the blessing right yeah. there, right? Yeah. And that's um, what you generally see, because uh, cause you have people who are called to go on mission, mm-hmm. right? And we we all aren't called to go on mission, uh, like international else, mission. Is or, that kind of what you're uh, yes, yeah, or at least like like leaving your current space mm-hmm. in terms of like like let's say Azel, like yeah. leaving Azel uh, full time to go somewhere else because uh, North else, America or world or yeah yeah because yeah. okay. like, we would all be nomads, right? Yeah. Like none of us would ever stay in one place yep. at all. Um, some of us are called to be on mission. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, where we currently are. Right. Um, but some of us are called to actually take the gospel out to unreached people mm-hmm. groups, which is more what Paul was doing, yeah. uh, going out and starting new churches. Um, <laughs> Not everyone's called to do that, but we're all called to take part in it. Mm-hmm. And so what you see here and, and even what you see now is, okay, I might not be called to go um, on international missions, but I can still take part in that mm-hmm. and help fund it, right? Right, Which is where the Southern Baptist says like the IMB yeah. and the NAMB. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're, mm-hmm. um, and that's part of the reason that the Southern Baptist Convention exists. Yeah. Is so we can pool our resources to be able to support missionaries to go take mm-hmm. the gospel places that you know the uh, average uh, you know believer out of us you know wouldn't normally uh, be yeah. able to go. Or yeah, our church. Missionary. Yeah, our church by itself can't support a full time missionary, but mm-hmm. our church along with twenty other churches can. Right, and that's kind of what the IMB does: yep. is it organizes and trains and sends out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. International Mission Board, by the way, if you don't know what that means. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's what Paul was trying to get yeah. them to is like, 
Agreed. More than you. Yep. There, more. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the grace of giving, uh, which kind of tells us it is a spiritual discipline. It mm-hmm. is like an, as just as much as we're uh, disciplining our speech, as he said, and our, our faith and uh, hospitality and all that. We should also discipline our giving and our generosity. Um, if that's something that you're not doing, uh, then you might take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah, move forward. All right. Uh, next point that, that Pastor Lee got into is that not just giving is a grace, but giving is also proportional, which this is more pragmatic. Uh, yep. But uh, it's uh, worth noting that, that Paul says that they should give according to their means. And so, are you rich? I actually have a story about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So, so that means yes, right? No. It sounds like he's rich. There's Does a, that sound like he's rich? I think yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, like Jacob's fine lunch today. There, right. there was right, a, good. So this past Sunday in our small group, it, uh, we were getting talking about, uh, I don't even remember, somebody brought up you know, in your sermon, you were talking about Bill Gates and how much mm-hmm. money would be on the ground and be worth his time to pick it up mm-hmm. and it had to be however many thousands of dollars and, you know, a hundred dollar bill on the ground doesn't phase Bill Gates. And, yeah. and so somehow we got talking on that and, um, so like, Oh yeah, I pick up every penny that I find some of the, in the mm-hmm. group. And I was like, boomers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not boomers. I can tell you that, yeah. uh, no. this is our thirties, forties. No offense. Any boomers out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and so, no, I'm like, dude, if there's a penny on the ground, like I'm walking by it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, no, I don't think so. I'm like, I'll pick up a quarter, nickels and dimes, like, eh, the kids have fun with those. Mm-hmm. And, and so we were kind of talking and, uh, you know, we're laughing about it. And uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd pick up a quarter. But uh, And then uh, somebody in the group goes, man, I really wish I had a, a pastor's salary. Man, he wouldn't even pick up a penny or a dime, like, insinuating that <laughs> I get paid a lot. And uh uh, uh, or just laughed and said, "Oh, you'd be disappointed." Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, it probably depends on the church. Yeah, probably. I'm does. sure there's some pastors out there that make a ton of money. Um, yeah, yeah. Kenneth Copeland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for naming names. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, oh, I just I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like, no, um, it's just. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to marvel at our paychecks. No, uh, no. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's really a time thing. It's like I've got mm-hmm. a lot to do and. Like, okay, there's a nickel. Okay, what do you do? It's five cents. Moving on. Now, oh, he was saying, oh, because you're willing to you walk, to walk those. over those, yeah. man, you must make a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's more of a laziness thing. Yeah. yeah. At least for me. It's uh, like, yeah, there it is. I have some of those in my truck. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need I've got one. a quarter for Aldi. I don't need another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the quarters, like I said, different store. I'll, get, I'll grab a quarter. Mm-hmm. But uh, a penny? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Um... Exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this brings up a a good point. Okay, so on the giving according to your means. So, like, obviously, Bill Gates Mm -hmm. uh, would be able to give far more than you are, I would, or even combined, right? Uh, Granted, the heart is what matters. Jesus even addresses this, uh, that there are people giving out the abundance of what they had, and then the, the woman that gave just, you know, two pennies yeah. uh, that she gave more than him because her heart was much more in the right place. Like if you have a billion dollars and you give away a million, wow, that's a lot of money. But in comparison to a billion dollars, it's like, well, what's the, the relative the average uh, for us? If we have $10,000, that's what? 
10 bucks. Uh, something like that. 100 yeah. bucks. 100 bucks. Yeah. Um, and math. so so it's a lot of money, but it's not actually a, a divot in the, the the thing, especially if it's just in like, oh, I don't know. It's $100 million. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so, so you got to keep that in mind. Um, one thing, so whenever I taught in students, I, I would pose this question to them when talking about giving. and Because like the thought process always is, oh, once I make more money, then I'll give, mm-hmm. right? It's like right now we're just so tight. And, I, you know, the, the next time we get like, a, you know, $10,000 extra on our, on our salaries, then we'll start giving because then we'll have some more bandwidth to do so. And then you get yeah. the raise and, you know, find ways to do it. And it's just constantly kicking the ball down the, the court. Uh, so I always pose this question to the students when I would teach. I would say, okay, let's pretend there's a scenario that you worked um, really hard today and uh, you made $10 and you went and bought a pizza. That is your net worth, mm-hmm. is this pizza, right? And I ask you, hey, can you give half of that pizza to other people and share it with it? You know, the thought would be, you know, I'm not that hungry. I can't eat this whole pizza by myself. Sure. Okay. Let's do that. All right. So that's one scenario. The other scenario is, let's say you worked hard your whole life and you built an empire named Domino's. <laughs> um, how much is Domino's worth, uh, Judah? Can you look that up? So you work the, your whole life. You slave away. You start as the pizza boy, mm-hmm. and you start your own uh, store, build that store up. You're talking about 40 years of your life, working away, building this empire until it reaches what net worth? $15 billion. $15 billion. So now you have a, a empire worth $15 billion. And I'll tell you, hey, can you give away half of that? Which one's harder, right? Yeah, that one. Yeah. And you would think... That that would be much easier because you still have seven and a half billion, right? Like, yeah, right. You would think. Yeah. You would think, but it's much harder to give away that because, like, it's and and Jesus even says this. You know, if I can trust you with a little, I can trust you with a lot, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so I would tell students, and and they all kind of push back on this. Like, no, I would give away half of it. I was uh-huh. like, bull. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like they're like, I give away half of. It. I still got seven billion dollars. And I'm like, you wouldn't give away half of it. And I told them, here's how I know you wouldn't give away half of it. Because you don't even give away what you have now. It's like, if you won't give away part of a dollar, what makes you think you'll give away part of a billion dollars, right? Um, and so it's it's a matter of, according to your means, mm-hmm. um, the numbers don't matter. It's the heart that matters. Yeah. And so if you are stingy with a little bit of money, you're going to be stingy with a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the heart, right? The yeah. person isn't different just because the dollar amounts are the same, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, but yeah, it is proportional. And mm-hmm. uh, Lee pointed out that you know that's even how our uh, like the IRX how the how the tax code works, right? Yeah. It's progressive income tax, <laughs> marginal and, tax rate. And it was like, <laughs> oh man, like it just reminded me about taxes. Which, by the way, I hate marginal. Or well, no, I like marginal tax rate. I hate filing them because like I you know put in my salary uh, or my W2 and like oh we're getting this much money back I didn't Randy's and all of a sudden it, it goes down because <laughs> we crossed that marginal tax uh-huh. rate yeah <laughs> well, yeah that's uh that's yeah. always fun in it yeah. doing taxes um oh man and it <laughs> I'll, I'll admit when he's talking about the, the the tax system I was thinking of all the ways that the tax system could be better it distracted me a little bit from that, from that subject. I'm like, 
We could do a consumption tax. That would be good. You know, that way, um, you know, everything that you're buying, you're you're paying more of a percentage on. So the more stuff you buy, like the more taxes that you pay, you're not taxed for saving money. And anyways, and then I'm like, whoa, okay, where where are we? Like, Dude, focus. you know what's insane if you think about car tax? Car so, tax is insane. So you buy a car, like you buy a brand new car, and you pay taxes on it, right? Makes sense. Yep. Then you sell the car to me. I go and pay taxes on it. Yep. And then I sell it to Judah. He goes and pays taxes on it. Then Judah sells it to someone. So, so it'll, same car. it'll eventually get to the point that there is more paid in taxes on that car than the car was even worth in the very beginning. Yep. That's crazy. Government's going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs, man. They, they know what they're doing. They're yeah. not dumb. <laughs> or even, I, I was going to say homes. Like, eventually, if you live in a home long enough, you'll pay more in taxes than yeah. you did on the home. But at least uh, that makes a little bit more sense because... It's not depreciating and all Yeah, that. well, and also those taxes go to the actual community, like schools and, yeah. and whatnot. So it makes a little bit more sense that you're you're paying a little bit... You're paying less on, like... The actual home value and more on the the community, mm-hmm. like what you're getting right out of the community. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> taxes, man. Yeah, taxes. <laughs> um, I've thought I've considered. So Lottie's getting old enough that that we do want to start teaching her stuff like this. So mm-hmm. she got you know a hundred bucks from uh, someone for Christmas, and uh, we wanted. Uh, we didn't want to just give her the hundred dollars, like go wild. Well, right? Why not? <laughs> right? That'd have been a blast. And so let's we, go to the candy store. <laughs> yeah. So we told her you can buy one, one toy with us, mm-hmm. and she chose the Secret Life of Pets, uh, like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could watch it. Uh, and and what we want to do is um, uh, start teaching her to give mm-hmm. on that. So it's like a Dave Ramsey. They teach like you know you can do three things with money. You can uh, spend, you can save, and you can give. And as a parent, what you want to do, and not only yourself, but with your kids, is start to incorporate those values in them. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you can spend, you can save, you can give. You should do um, all of that with the money that you get. Mm-hmm. So you should spend some, you know, go buy a toy. You should save some, let's set aside, you know, 10, 20% or whatever. And you should give some. Okay, let's give 10% to, you know, the church or whoever or whatever. But it's just kind of building out that generosity muscle, that saving muscle, mm-hmm. that that uh, spending well we don't need help with the spending muscle we got that yep um uh i don't know what got me on that subject oh the the oh so the taxes so one of the things i thought about doing was um imposing a family tax uh it's like uh that you know you got to give you know five percent of whatever you make to the family tax but not uh, it doesn't go into my bank account it goes into a side bank account and then at the end of the year we all come together and democratically decide what do we want to spend this money on? <laughs> do we want to go buy a new board game do we want to go out to eat or whatever and so teaching them the idea of you pay in taxes but then you also should in theory um get a community benefit yeah. out of those taxes yeah uh, see i teach my kids more of a federal tax kind of <laughs> system uh, <laughs> so and uh, for them it's really less about uh money um, you know, I'll like I'll I've started paying them to do little jobs around the house, and uh, you know, especially when they want to buy something that gets them, you know, motivated. Mm-hmm. It's like the house is a mess, y'all have wrecked it. Let's uh, you know, let's spend some time cleaning. Um, so what I'll do on the front end is we we'll do family contributions, which is what <laughs> my mom used to call it growing up. It's like 
you have to do a couple of chores first, and then anything you do above that, I'll, I'm happy to pay you for. Mm-hmm. And so they always do their, they'll have to do their family contributions first, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of contributing to the family that way. Because, and to be fair, they also made the mess. So, uh, but I also want the house clean. So it's yeah. like we're at this impasse. And, uh, and then, you know, pay them over, um, uh, pay over whatever they do extra after that. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, taxes go, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't go in and take a percentage or anything from what, you know, they mm-hmm. make. It's not a bad idea. Maybe I should. And then, <laughs> but then the problem is they're going to want more because they're going to account for that tax. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to, you know, demand higher wages. A higher for, uh, minimum wage. Yeah. For cleaning the toilet or whatever they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, so anyway, what, what I've done is the, you know, the dad tax when mm-hmm. I'll go, oh, we're going to stop at the convenience store and get a bag of candy or whatever. Take and some they, of the candy. I was like, Hey, dad tax. And like, without hesitation, they know like <laughs> at this funny. point they're used to it. Like, Why would we pay dad tax? We're like, well, children sit down. Let me <laughs> teach you. I am the government. And it all goes back to Thomas Sowell. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he has anything to do with taxes, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, that's fun. Yeah. This is what you get to look forward to, Judah, uh, yeah, with kids, is how do you teach them about life? Uh, that Because you don't want them to learn about taxes when they get their first check, because have you oh, seen that video? Oh, 100%. Where this kid... Uh, he's smiling. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's like a 16, first job. He has done, his first paycheck. Yeah. He's done the math in his head, like, okay, I work this many hours, I get paid yeah. this many hours a week. I know what my check is about to be, and it's going to be sweet. Yeah, he opens up the check. And he's just like <laughs> looking at it in disbelief. It's like, what the heck? What's going on? Yeah, he's uh, who is Medicare? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Medicaid. And why are they taking my money? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. yeah, in the video they're laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or even like sales tax. Um, oh, yeah. So I remember uh, uh, I was in college. I had saved up um, from working at the movie theater like a thousand dollars to buy a computer or one a macbook and i go to the store to buy it which is like a thousand dollars i'm like i got a thousand dollars it's 9.99 boom there we go and then we go check out and it's like 1080 and i'm like i don't have 80 to i have a thousand dollars and it didn't occur to me that there's sales tax luckily my brother um was he was a good big brother in that moment and he bailed me out nice you know paid the difference uh, that was nice, but yeah. So you you don't you you want to be able to teach those life lessons. Yeah, you d- you don't want to get there to the register and yeah. How and does that point. tie back into the sermon? <laughs> yeah. I would not tax my daughter a hundred dollars on a hundred dollars, right? right? It would be according to her means. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And we you go. Know, We're does, all back. It does bring sermon. up another yeah. good point, like that's tied to the sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, taxes are like compulsory like you have to pay your taxes right and um we may not have a good attitude about taxes all Mm -hmm. the time um uh, and and part of it is you know we're not sure because they do it without us even knowing yeah yeah before they just take it out (laughs) like like they did the work um but um and you know and and it's hard to keep track of like i mean federal spending is crazy Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's part of it is uh part of the reason that you know we tend to not appreciate taxes as much but um for the church right it's it's not compulsory right mm-hmm. it's out of the the abundance of your heart um to enjoy that grace of giving and then the nice thing is here um 
you know, our budget isn't like anything like the federal government's budget. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like Pastor said, <laughs> we actually only spend what the budget says. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, if that, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it would be like. Uh, so the budget this year is what is it nine nine hundred thousand dollars plus or minus? It's yeah, a little like over that. that. Um, it's like okay, we're going to write a budget, and we are going to spend. $17 million this year. It's like, that's how the government acts and works. We're not going <laughs> like to... Midway through the year, we have to have a, a new budget proposed to <laughs> amend it, to increase it. We borrow money from Japan or China to make it happen. Yeah, and yeah anyway. <laughs> we borrow money from Ash Creek or <laughs> yeah. one of the yeah. other churches. <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't uh, come uh, knocking, demanding the mm-hmm. payment back. But Which, um, but... Oh, oh, okay. That's another right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, but all, all that to say is, uh, Pastor uh, rightly and and uh, made it clear at the very beginning of the sermon that you know uh, there is responsibility, right, with mm-hmm. what we do uh, as uh, as the church staff and uh, him as the pastor. Like, okay, we're accounting for every dollar, mm-hmm. right, that gets spent, and is it going to to be spent for something that's furthering the kingdom or not? And like those discussions take place. Yeah, yeah. Really, the the way that the church operates on a financial and scale and, and stuff like that is a macrocosm of how we all should operate in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, like the money that's given to the church has been entrusted to the church. We are stewards of that money, right? Yeah. And so the decision that we should make should all gear out of, this isn't ours, it was entrusted to us, now how can we best utilize it mm-hmm. for God's kingdom? We should be asking that same question in our own lives. Like the money, like we we all work and we all get our money from working, right? So we feel like we're entitled to that. But in reality, like theologically speaking, we're stewards of that money. Like it's not our own money, it's God's money. And so uh, we should, in our own personal lives, have that same mindset of, am I frivolously spending? Uh, am, am I using my money wisely? Am I trusting God with that money? Am I using my money to further the kingdom? And that doesn't mean that you should never buy anything and that you should always be you know, sending out every single penny that you have to missionaries. That, that's not what that means. Uh, but what it does mean is that you, should, uh, you shouldn't be frivolous and you should always have in the back of your mind, um, am I being a good steward of what God has given me? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we can go ahead and wrap that up. We've been talking about this for a little bit. Um, uh, but that's uh, the sermon on giving. You can go watch it and you know see everything that Pastor Lee said. But here's the the, the main crux of it: giving comes from the heart. Um, it shouldn't be a legalistic thing. It should be uh, a matter of uh, God has given you everything. Now trust God with that, and out of the overflow of that should come generosity towards God, towards others, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I have a joke. You have a joke? Okay. All right, we'll, joke. we'll hear your joke. All right. Two men were shipwrecked. <laughs> you know this one? No. Okay. <laughs> He's just like the star. <laughs> just, you're, you're like prepared. Uh, I don't remember where I first heard this, but I had to go look it up to make sure I didn't butcher it. All right. All right. Tell us. Okay. Two men were shipwrecked and managed to paddle themselves to a deserted island in the middle of the ocean. The two men had very, very different reactions to their plight. The first man paced back and forth. His mind raced. He tried to think of a solution to get themselves out of this predicament. The second man took off his shirt, began to sunbathe. He gave no indication of stress whatsoever. He's just chilling. He's like, oh, we're on the beach. 
Yeah, let's do it. In disbelief, the first man confronted his calm partner. What are you doing? Aren't you worried about how we're going to get home? We'll likely end up as food for vultures. Second man simply responded, I make about $100,000 a week. So what? The first man replied, that doesn't count for anything where we are now. He goes, maybe you didn't hear me, the second man said. I make $100,000 a week. You're deluded, you idiot, the first man shouted. Do you think you can buy your way off this island? Do you think you can order up a seven-course meal? And he said, the second man said, well, I'm also a, a Christian. And the guy, this first guy says, you think being rich and being a Christian is going to get us some supernatural help? Are you counting on a miracle? And the second man answered, I guess I didn't make myself clear. I make $100,000 a week, and I faithfully tithe at my church. I know my pastor is going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to know that I'm not there. <laughs> They're gonna find us. Yeah, that's right. My absence will be quickly noticed, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a it's a great joke, but uh, also you know, pastorally brought up in the sermon that you know he doesn't track. Uh, yeah, we individual. Don't. Yeah. Oh well, we, so. I mean, we, we as a church track for yeah. you know tax contribution right. reasons, but pastorally uh, does not see it. Uh, we do not hunt people down. That's right. uh, <laughs> you Sorry. do, not, you do not go on a backsliding list if you stop tithing. <laughs> right, that's right. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and also sorry if you do happen to make a hundred thousand a week and find yourself shipwrecked. Pastor Lee ain't coming because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, we can't pay our bills. Yeah, uh, right. That's a lot of money, hundred thousand a week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What did you think of that joke? Was it the most amazing thing you've heard all day? You let us know. All right. That's enough of giving. Let's now move into our bad doctrine of the week. It's the bad doctrine of the week. All right, Jacob, you have our bad doctrine of the week. Why don't you go ahead and share it? Yes, I do. Okay. So this is a new story from January 17th. So about a week ago, Mm -hmm. give or take. And the headline uh, it's an MSNBC article. It says, Speaker Mike Johnson says that Biden's presidency must be God's will. Mm-hmm. Off to a strong start. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what's interesting about this and the headline is that the headline doesn't make a whole lot of sense in, in a way because Speaker Mike Johnson is – he's a Republican. President Biden is, is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So like what's happening here? What's going on here? So um, there's actually a video um, uh, that that has uh, one of the members of the press asking Speaker Mike Johnson, like they know that he's uh, he's a Bible believing Christian, and so uh, it's a it's a gotcha kind of a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're right there in budget talks uh, right now and trying to you know get a new budget passed. And speaking of budgets, right, mm-hmm. um, and they're having a hard time doing it, right? They're, they're having to just extend the previous budget and they've done it, I think three times now. And it's this whole, this whole like thing. every year budget fights are always yeah. uh, entertaining, right? Pop some mm-hmm. popcorn. Yeah. See what's going on with this. <clears throat> but, uh, as a gotcha, right. This mm-hmm. reporter asked, well, so, uh, since you are a Bible believing Christian, would you say that it's God's will that Joe Biden is, is president? And uh, and this is in the video, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a, really apparent from the. Which is to be fair to him, I don't yeah. know how he responds. I would I would not want to be asked that question on camera in the moment without any like thinking about it beforehand, because uh, I would want to think about my answer mm-hmm. on that. Uh, 
Anyways. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so the headline is a little bit misleading. It's not like Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House of Representatives uh, for the U.S. Congress, gets up and he's going to hold a press conference and he, he says, okay, everybody, I want you to listen. Joe Biden is president because it is God's will, right? And then what's the implication? Mm-hmm. We do whatever it is that Joe Biden yeah, says, right? right? And so, Christians unite. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Let's let's lead the charge and, and, yeah. and follow him. Um, and so I would love to hear. So that's kind of that's kind of okay. what happens uh-huh. in the video. Um, you know, like I said, the the article head, headline is a little bit maybe a hair misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts? Like on that question? Yeah. Now, see, I'm I'm turning it and asking yeah. you live now, on camera. Just as I said, I would hate to be asked that question without previously thinking. I'm getting asked that question. <laughs> uh, if you want to think about it, I'm uh, I can weigh in too. But right, no, um, yeah, no. So, so here's my knee jerk reaction: is that um, God is overall, mm-hmm. and nothing happens outside of. Uh, his purview. And sometimes that means, or even when people are in power that aren't following God, that doesn't mean that God's will is being thwarted. Right. Uh, When we talk about governing authorities, there's places in scripture that talks about God has placed those people in place. Now, here's a weird nuanced aspect of it is that we see in the Old Testament that God does use corrupt governments to achieve his purpose, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, uh, without getting too political, I'm not necessarily (laughs) saying that our government is corrupt or that Joe Biden is corrupt. I'm going to leave y'all to come to your own conclusions on that. Uh, But just the theory of it, is whether it's Joe Biden or uh, Trump or Obama or Bush or whoever, um, them being in a place of power uh, certainly doesn't thwart God's will. Correct. Um, Now, is it within God's like, God's like, uh, what's the way to say it's like, Providence? Uh, well, like, so, like, so, uh, let's scale it way down okay. right, to our own personal lives. Um, let's say I go out and just decide today, I'm just going to live a life of sin. I'm going to go steal. I'm going to go do whatever. Am I thwarting God's will? No. But am I living within or am I living in the will that God has laid out for my life? Also, no. Uh, because, you know, God doesn't desire for me to go out and sin today, right? Right. But I'm also not thwarting God's will by going out and sinning. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of like seeming paradox can hang in tandem with each other where we can live outside the will of God, yet also not thwart the will of God. Mm-hmm. And I think if you just scale that way up uh, to uh, national governments, the same can be true. Can, uh, you know, this is a good, you can even see this in Israel, right, mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Israel many times did not live within God's will because they were in disobedience to God, moved yep. away from God, yet at the same time they didn't thwart God's plans and right. God's will because God actually used their disobedience to bring about the Christ and yep. the crucifixion and the salvation, right? Mm-hmm. And so so we see examples of uh, leaders and countries and nations can live outside of God's will, yet still within 
God's will. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> there's God's revealed will, right, which we know by Scripture. Here's, uh, here's everything we need to know about, about God, about ourselves. Here's everything that we need to know about how we ought to live, uh, how we should go about trusting Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the same time, though, right, uh, God's... Uh, that's where I, where I said providence, right? God providentially uh, is sovereign over all things, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, God's... Uh, providence, then, uh, in God's providence, yes, Biden is president. That's true, right? Is that what God wants? Like, as far as the way that, I like what you're talking about, is the, everything that Joe Biden does as president, and let's just even say that we can even include the government in this, mm-hmm. um, is everything that the government does within God's revealed will? It's like, well, no, it's not, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that God's not in control, yeah. right? At the same time, and directing all things uh, the way that he wants to, because mm-hmm. he does that. Yeah, uh, which is great news for us, mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah. Do you uh, do you have other thoughts? I'm curious as to how he answered that. Uh, he, on the, he, are you able to sum it up? Uh, he kind of stumbled uh, mm-hmm. on it a little bit, which um, anyone would. I mean, yeah. that that's that's a real like. You know, curveball. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you have to be really careful in how we've come, probably kind of stumbled a little bit. Uh, you have to be, like, careful how you say it because it's not a clear black and white answer. Right. Uh, like, obviously, the answer is yes. It's within God's will because yes. it's happening. Right. Um, but there's nuance to it. Right. Um, as you go deeper down the, the, the Right. Hole. The trouble is the implication. Yes. Right? The, the, yeah. um, uh, the implicit implication that the question, that's really what the question was saying, yeah. right? It was getting at is, shouldn't you just do what Biden wants you to do right. because he's president and it's God's will? Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of he kind of fumbled uh, around a little bit. Uh, he, he didn't... Um, um, he didn't answer it uh, quite as well as I would have, uh, as I thought he could have. Mm-hmm. But he did say, "Oh yeah, I, I, I am a Bible believing Christian. Uh, this is something that the Bible says." Um, and then, kind of the last part, uh, as far as like what that actually means, you know, he he kind of it was a little bit uh, lacking. I thought. Yeah. So I think if if I was to answer it from like a, a stage standpoint. I think I would say, yeah, certainly this is within God's providence, mm-hmm. uh, and and God has allowed these things to happen. And uh, but we also know that God um, calls us. It's like while while these authorities are in place, we see both didactically and uh, just uh, descriptive wise throughout the the Bible that even though there can be corrupt leaders in place under God's providence, that doesn't excuse us from holding them accountable right. and, and striving for righteousness, um, not only within ourselves, but within the yeah. governments yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And really, I think the best way that he could have answered that back is like, yes, uh, God does uh, in his providence um, raise up different rulers or leaders and uh, so, so yes, uh, Joe Biden is is president because it, ultimately it's God's will. It's right. It's within His providence. But then He should have said, "And I'm also speaker because of God's <laughs> providence as well." And so this uh, clash is imminent. <laughs> right. Well, like I mean, you, you could even see that. You know, again, if we go back to Israel, Israel is like a great case because yeah. you have like a ton of like case studies mm-hmm. essentially of what's going on. And let's let's take that now. Mike Johnson's not a prophet um, of God, <laughs> right. but let's just compare those two in that the example of you may have the king, 
who's very corrupt, yet there's the prophet mm-hmm. Jeremiah who's called to call that that king to repentance, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, two things can be true at once. Yes. That on one hand, that person has been placed there by God, and on the same hand, they're not living in accordance to God. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Judah, you got thoughts? I was going to mention the king's thing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's about it. I stole it. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, next time. Next time. You got to be quicker. Yeah. All right. That's an interesting one. That's kind of like a, a little bit more more of like a head-scratcher. Yeah, uh, and so, it was fun. <laughs> what do you think? How would you answer that question? Uh, just type it all out in the comments for the world to see. That's I right. have one more thing to say. Okay. <clears throat> if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, this will, if you just answer this question, I yeah, it's a tipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been satisfied with the <laughs> yeah. service on your podcast You've today? You've been satisfied. Uh, you know, the, yeah, there's going to be a prompt down below. Yeah. Be sure you answer that. <laughs> what, what do they call them? Like super thanks now oh, yeah. on uh, YouTube? Right. Uh, super thanks? Uh, I think it's uh, it's like on videos now where essentially you can tip on a video mm-hmm. and give them like a super thanks. I think it's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, our, donate. Our channel's not monetized. And so uh, I think we need a thousand subscribers and like so many watch hours. <laughs> We're almost to 300 though. Oh. So if you subscribe, we will slowly get closer to a thousand, and then we can monetize the channel and use all that funding for God's kingdom. Oh, wow, yeah. awesome! The 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 tens of pennies that we'll make <laughs> right. can go to it. Anyways, all right, we are glad that y'all joined us. We hope you have a great day. We'll see you next week.